Yes, 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 yes. It's good to celebrate the people of God. Amen. While you're standing, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we love you tonight. We thank you for what you've done this day. Now, Lord, those gathered in this place and those online, we come to you surrendered. Holy Spirit, this is not my gathering. It's not even the convener's gathering. It's yours. Fill every second that I have before these, your people, with your anointing. Heal, deliver, compel, impart, set free, Lord. We submit and we surrender to your wonder and your glory tonight. In the matchless name of our Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. You may be seated. If you have a Bible, I want to go to the book of Corinthians. Let me check text and make sure that I'm telling you correctly. I believe I want to go to 1 Corinthians, but I want to make sure. How many of you love the Word? Amen. We love the Word of God. Let me just find it and make sure I'm in the right place tonight. 1 Corinthians, I believe we want to go to chapter 2. Yes, 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read from the NASB. I'm speaking tonight on the subject of the Ox Eagle Reformers. I believe that God is raising up a breed of people that are unusual. We're talking about unusual, unprecedented, unparalleled times, but they will be met with unusual, unprecedented, unparalleled anointing, unusual, unprecedented, unparable prophetic revelation, unusual, unprecedented, unparalleled apostolic muscularity and stamina. So we're going to talk tonight about the ox eagle reformers. If you like the status quo, this is not the service for you. If you like the spirit of religion, this is not the service for you. If you come to make hell nervous and please God, then I'm talking to you tonight. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 1. And when I came to you, brethren, I did not come with superiority of speech or of wisdom, proclaiming to you the testimony of God. For I determined to know nothing of, uh, uh, um, I've determined to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. And my message and my preaching were not in persuasive words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, so that your faith would not rest on the wisdom of men, but upon the power of God. Paul was preaching in the midst of a people. He understood there was two extremes happening in that time. The Jews wanted a sign. They craved the mysticism. That uh, They wanted the mystery and the sign uh, uh, but the, the Gentiles, or the Greeks rather, they loved philosophical dialogue. They wanted you to speak in a way that sounded deep. Come on, somebody. They wanted you to speak in a philosophical manner. They were not pleased for the simple preaching of the gospel. But Paul had the ability to do something no philosopher could do. Paul had the ability to cause lame legs to walk in the name of Jesus. He had the ability to cause dumb tongues to be 
loose in the name of Jesus. He had the ability to cause blind eyes to see in the name of Jesus. And so Paul was standing countercultural, saying unto those of you that are obsessed with a Greek mentality, I'm not coming with philosophy. I'm not coming with another lesson that's going to educate you. But I'm coming with another dimension. You see, many of us have heard things that educated us, but it did not shift us dimensionally. And I believe these ox eagle reformers that are rising, they will be those that shift people dimensionally. After you've been in their presence, not only are you not the same, you're not standing the same. You're not thinking the same. You're not seeing the same. After these ox eagle reformers have ministered to you, your eyes that did not see are seen. Your ears that did not hear are hearing. Why? Because you were brought into another dimension. I would submit to you that I believe we are living in a time as was the case with the Apostle Paul. We have one extreme in the body of Christ that seeks a sign. It's no longer good enough to heal the sick, to raise the dead. People want diamonds to appear from the sky. They want mystical footprints in their carpet. They want a Holy Ghost feather to land in their hair. I'm not saying that God is not able to do those things. He surpasses time and matter. God is able. The same God that puts a kidney where there's no kidney. The same God that puts an eardrum where there is no eardrum. The same God that puts a foot where there was no foot is the same God that put gold, could put a gold bar in your home. The same God that could put a footprint in your carpet. I'm not saying that that realm is not real. I've seen unusual, unexplainable things happen. I remember being in my time of prayer when the Lord said there is an angel that is going to begin to work with you in your ministry and it is sent to you specifically for the mandate of healing and I said Lord how will I know when this angel shows up he said when this angel first arrives the lights will begin to flicker as you are ministering I was preaching during a tour of ministry in the nation of Australia and it was a dry meeting there was no energy there was no exuberance there was no excitement but all of a sudden the light started to flicker and I told the people what the Lord had said to me not one adult moved out of their seat but a little girl some 11 or 12 years old ran down to the front and said pastor I'm, I, I don't remember if she was I think she was blind legally had big thick glasses she said I can't see but I believe that angel is here will you pray I said I'll pray let me be clear I'm not the healer the angel's not the healer Jesus is the healer we are servants of the most high God but we will pray. Watch this. And we began to pray. And the little girl took her glasses off and said, I can see. I can see. I can see. So I've seen unusual things happen. I've seen oil come out of people's hands where there was no oil. I've seen God do strange things, unusual things. But I'm saying to you, I believe we're living in a day of extremes where now it's not good enough to just get an impartation. But there's a group of Christians that they want a mystical experience. And Paul was dealing with such a group. And then we've got a group of Greek-minded Christians. We're seeing this in the Western world. We know four steps of intercession, but we don't know how to intercede. We know seven prophetic activations, but we don't have a word that keeps us pure. We, we go eight different ways to get our miracle, but nobody's getting their miracle. We become so educated and so deep in the spirit, yet we're not moving in the spirit. And Paul said, I'm standing. 
standing against this culture. I'm not going to give you philosophy. I'm not going to give you the wisdom of man. I'm going to bring you to another dimension. What I've come to ask you, Austin Eagle Reformers, is are you representing another dimension? When you show up, does the miracle realm show up? When you show up, does the word of knowledge show up? When you show up, does the unseen realm show up? Because I believe that the mandate is that you would bring another dimension to the people. And you would bring people into another dimension. He was standing against the culture. You cannot be apostolic if you're not willing to stand against the culture. You cannot be apostolic if you're not willing to say hard things. You cannot be prophetic and everybody likes you. I'm nervous when everybody likes certain prophets. When all their words are pleasant, when all their words are good, it makes me afraid, Juanita, because I think, you know, I need somebody that will say, Ryan, if you go down that pathway, God's not with you. God's not on that. With the God, we had some preaching prophets that would lift their voice like a trumpet and warn the people of God. Yes, I want you to get your car. Yes, I want you to get your money. Yes, I want you to get your upgrade. But I still want you to live holy. I still want you to live right. I still want you to fast. I still want you to pray come on we need some prophets that know how to stand for truth in this hour you've got to be willing to stand against culture and I'm not just talking about out there I'm talking about in here you've got to be willing to speak up there are things happening in the church that are not right that God is not pleased with and we can't be seeking philosophical answers with no power the earth is groaning, travailing, shaking, looking for a manifestation, not of a preacher, not of a fivefold gift, but a manifestation of the sons of God. The earth is looking for those that have been with God. What was it about people like John G. Lake that they could put the plague in his hands and it would die? What was it about men like William Seymour that he had a Pentecostal experience when people did not even understand Pentecost? They had been with God and these ox eagle reformers that God is raising up will be those that have been with God. This is the problem. We've been in the classes. We've been in the studies. We've been in the Greek. We've been in the Hebrew. We've been in the mysticism. But we've not been with God. And we need some people that have been with God. These reformers won't go with the status quo. I believe there's a generation of ox eagle reformers arising that are going to build dynamic hubs, apostolic centers, great churches, exciting movements that carry the power and the glory of God in the earth. And I believe these anointings, the apostolic and the prophetic, have been intrinsically linked together. Why? Because they both are those who steward mysteries. The Bible said... That the apostles steward mysteries. Paul said, we are stewards of the mysteries of God in 1 Corinthians 4.1. Let a man account of us as ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. We know that prophets unveil and unfold mysteries. We know that prophets can give us a word about our future. Why? Because God stands in the past, the present, and the future all simultaneously. That's why when a prophet steps out of this dimension into another dimension, they call for 
forth what was already sealed in your life from before the foundation of the earth. Why do apostles and prophets run so easily together? Because we are both stewards of the mysteries of God. Perhaps the greatest mystery that we steward is the matchless love of Jesus that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Now let me just pause and say this. You cannot be a New Testament prophet with an Old Testament revelation. See, if you build your prophetic paradigm on Elijah, on Samuel, on Elisha, exclusively, you will miss the greatest call of a prophet. The Bible says in Revelation, the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. This means that what we steward prophetically is the mystery of Christ. That while we were still sinners, Christ loved us. That at our lowest point, Christ loved us. This means that we've got to prophetically have the ability to discern a demon, but still love the person with the demon. Why? Because God has called us to be a link between this realm and that realm and bring them out. So don't ask God to be prophetic. If you won't go through some deliverance because you're going to have to get delivered from trauma. You're going to have to get delivered from rejection. You're going to have to get delivered from fear. You're going to have to get delivered from bondage. That when you prophesy and they don't receive your word, that you understand it's not my word. It's his word. And if they reject his word, that's between them and God. But I'm going to get up again and prophesy again. Why? Because I'm unveiling the mystery of Christ in the earth. We are stewards of the mysteries of God. And God has called us to be a link between this world and that which is to come. We unveil mysteries. I believe God is raising up ox, eagle, reformers who are preaching prophets. I believe there is an outpouring of the Nataf anointing coming upon people. That we're going to see revelatory preaching. That we're going to see preaching prophets. That they're going to begin to open their mouth. Prophets, some of you are trying to get the anointing. Yeah, Lord. The anointing in your hands. But I just heard the Holy Ghost say, it's in your mouth and in your belly. I heard the Holy Ghost say, quit trying to stand in somebody else's jurisdiction. I heard the Holy Ghost say, when you open your mouth, I will feel it. When you Open your mouth, my power will come out. I see a generation of preaching prophets that you're going to blast open territories. You're going to blast open regions with the utterance of your belly. Why have I been shut up in the secret place? Because I've been pouring into you, saith the Lord, a word for such a time as this. And when you come forth like John the Baptist, fire will be in your mouth, said the Spirit of God. Preach and prophesy. Greatest prophecy will be what you preach out of your belly. Yeah, Lord, I see it. I heard the Holy Ghost say, there's coming some top preachers and prophets that you are going to go into stadiums and arenas and auditoriums and as you open your mouth, the Holy Ghost is going to be poured out. That's why some of you have been in the wilderness. That's why you've been on the backside of the desert. You thought God was punishing you. But God said, baby, I was not punishing you. I was perfecting you. That's why they rejected you. That's why hell came again 
against you. But God said, this anointing that's going to come from your belly, it's going to set the captives free. It's going to shake the foundation because I've anointed you for such a time as this, saith the Lord God. Most high, preach, prophet, 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 preach, prophet. Have I not opened the scroll of revelation and given you access? Access granted, says the Lord. See on another dimension. Oh, the cities are put in your belly. 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 Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. I see the Lord opening up the miracle realm. He said the word of knowledge is coming alive now. Stand up, stand up. I heard the spirit of the Lord say this mental warfare. You've been under breaks tonight. I heard the spirit of the Lord say because I've called you to see. I've called you to know. I've called you to hear. The enemy would try to blanket your mind with attacks. But the Lord said no weapon formed against you shall prosper. This is the night. This is the day. This is the time it breaks, saith the Lord. There's another level of freedom coming to your mind now, saith the Spirit of God, yeah. Oh, yes. Oh God, raise up the preaching prophets. Oh God, raise up the apostolic builders. Oh God, raise up the stewards of the mysteries. Oh God, open up the scroll and feed us today, Lord. Oh God, we're coming in this convocation and we're saying, More Lord! More Lord, more Lord, for everyone that's been concealed, everyone that's been hidden, everyone that's been in the cave, I hear the lion of the tribe of Judah roaring, come out, 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 come out of the cave. Someone shout unto the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel something breaking in the atmosphere now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Almighty God, we praise you tonight. Give him glory. Father, we thank you for the anointing that is in this room. Hey, 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 hey,
your belly, out of your belly, out of your belly, out of your belly. Flow, 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 preacher, flow, flow, prophet, flow, flow, marketplace minister, flow. Flow revivalist flow, flow evangelist flow, flow pastor flow, flow teacher flow, flow intercessor flow, flow 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 flow. said I'm breaking the bands over this nation the Lord said this nation will not be known as a quiet nation but the lion of Europe is waking up the lion of Europe is waking up you're going to roar says the Lord the UK is going to roar says the Lord Scotland's gonna roar Northern Ireland's gonna roar London's gonna roar Manchester's gonna roar 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 we thank you tonight for the Holy Spirit moving across this space moving online I feel a wave of his healing power I feel a wave of impartation just take your seats for a few moments stay with me okay if we hit another spot I need you reformation happens on three strategic levels number one there's a spiritual level of reformation in the atmosphere of the spirit. There's a difference that happens when God shows up. When you reformers show up, there, often in this stage it's called awakening. The prophetic begins to open the eyes of the church. This is why prophets are under attack. Why are you under attack? Because you see, and if you don't, then I, so you need to take PMP. You see... The demon hiding in the corner everybody else overlooks. You see Jezebel sitting atop the nation. You see the spirit of religion crippling the move of God. And so as a prophet, God fills your mouth that you begin to speak what you see and the atmosphere begins to shift because atmospheres are cultivated by power. And in the kingdom, power is generated by believing and speaking. So prophets, you bring reformation or you're a part of the plan on the level of the spirit. The second level of reformation that happens is structural. There's a change in the structure. The way we do things in the spirit shall sense starts to change. If you want to be biblical about it, God gives a new wineskin. I wasn't a part of it in the 90s. 
but I saw the end of it, that the modern prophetic movement was birth. And they had to change money to the wineskin. Why? Because a thousand people were showing up, they all want a prophecy. So they had tape recorders. We didn't have iPhones then. They had tape recorders. What's your name? Oscar. Boom. Oscar, the Lord says to you, da, 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 and prophesy and give it. That was a wineskin, a mode of operations. They had to change the, how long they preached, how long they taught, the structure of the prayer lines. Isn't it amazing that we want a fresh move of God, but we don't want to change the way we do things? Revival's not coming to your church the way it is. Revival's coming to turn your church upside down. Why? Because when this kingdom collides with that kingdom, there is something's going to bow low, and it's not going to be God's kingdom. So there must be reformation structurally. People are going to begin to build in unusual ways. Some of you are going to be called by the Lord to build things digitally and physically that are mind-blowing. Groups are going to pop up. Networks are going to pop up. Movements are going to pop up. Churches that don't meet at the usual times are going to pop up. Churches where you have to get on a text list to find out where they're meeting this week are going to pop up. And people are going to go by the droves because the move of God is there. And people will say, they're not doing the seven-step follow-up, but they're filled. They're not doing the three-step uh, visitor program, but they're filled. I'm not against those structural things. Hear me, saints. But I'm saying unto you reformers that the way you build in this next season may not look like the way you built in the last season. And people will call you crazy. People will call you audacious. People will say you have lost your mind. But I came to tell you, you didn't lose your mind. You found it. Because God said there's a reformation happening in the wineskin of the church. You can't update something that is outdated. We are going to see leaders suddenly plummet their influence suddenly disappear because they refused to shift modes of operation it's sad really because the greatest opponents of a new move of God are always the ones who were catalysts of the last move of God we need to learn in a spiritual sense how to ride the waves God is moving prophetically jump on the wave God is moving in deliverance jump on the wave God is moving and teaching, jump on the wave. That doesn't mean you have to ride the wave the way everybody else is riding the wave. You find your GPS in the midst of the wave of the glory of God. But God brings reformation for spiritually awakening. You're awakened to something you didn't know and see. That's a prophetic act. Secondly, structurally, that's an apostolic act. Why? Because Paul said we are wise master builders. One of the main things apostles build other than revelation on the earth is they build functionality or structures. How are you going to be a prophetic apostle and you don't build a prophetic structure? How are you going to be a teacher of teachers and you don't build a school? Why well, can't get everyone to come to a class? That's old school. You don't get everyone to come to a class now. You get everybody online now. Then get them in your meta classroom. And then I don't know where it's going after that. So you have to shift your wineskin. The move of God is going to demand structural reformation. And the third and most prolific level of revelation is mental uh, re reformation. 
Why? Because the inner belief systems that are tied to wrong teaching, wrong thinking, must be confronted, uprooted, and dismantled. Why? Because there's warfare at this level. This is why some of you reformers are in such a state of warfare. Because the enemy hates the potential that is being carried in your loins. And the enemy understands God has sent you to change the mind of the body of Christ. You can get hands laid on you, prophecy after prophecy, and nothing shift in your life because there's a root system. I remember in America there was this big controversy two years ago at the time of the election. There was a lot of our leading prophets prophesied Trump was going to win. And then there was a controversy. Did they miss it? Did Trump win? And they stole the election, did this, did this. And I probably sat in on 10 private meetings over this to the point I just blew in the face like I don't want to even talk about it anymore. But I realized the fear that was in people because their belief system was so tied into a thing. And God was shaking their belief system to say, I'm bigger than that thing. I'm bigger than who your prime minister is. I'm bigger than who your president is. I'm bigger than who your parliamentary member is. I'm bigger than who your king or queen is. Personally, I'm glad I live in a nation we don't have a monarchy, but praise the Lord for that. I'm bigger than that. God is shifting our belief system. But many of us have wrong things rooted inside of us. And so I remember people saying to me, Ryan, uh, what should we do? Everybody in our network is losing confidence in the prophets. Has this thing shaken your network? I said, it hasn't shaken anything I do. They said, why? I said, because we don't live based on prophecy in our network. I didn't see in Romans 8.15 as many as are led by the spirit of prophecy. That's not what it said. Verse 14 said, as many as are led, that don't mean someone else telling you everything to do. That don't mean you got a prophetic word at the conference, so you're going to now move to Africa because you got one word and God never told you to move. But because you got one word, now you're going to move. As many as are led. By the Spirit of God. Why is the church so lustful for prophecies? Because they vacated their position of priesthood. So we weren't shaken. Because we understand we're not led by prophecies. Human beings are fallible. But God is not. This is why we have to humble ourselves in the mighty hand of God, that he'll exalt us in due time. That when God speaks a word from the mouth of a prophet, and it's a pure word from God, it will shift the trajectory of our life. But that word cannot supersede what you believe about yourself and God. If a prophet prophesies you're going to prosper, but you believe being broke is your portion, your belief system will override the prophetic word of the Lord for your life. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Jesus said, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Your life is moving in the direction of your dominant thought. So there must be a reformation in the way we think. We cannot be just a feeling people. We cannot be just a sensory driven people. We must be a thinking people. 
that when we are called upon for counsel, we don't just say ignorant things that people will clap over in a church service, but we have the counsel, the brilliance, and the genius of God living on the inside of us. We are solutionists in a time of crisis. So when God begins to bring reformation, He brings it into the belief system. Who brings that reformation primarily? Teachers. Teachers bring that reformation. Line upon line, they begin to shift the thought process of the church. Apostolic building means infusing a generation with the revelation of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, the healer. Jesus Christ, the builder. Jesus Christ, the psalmist. Jesus Christ, the deliverer. Jesus Christ, the architect. Jesus Christ, the redeemer. Jesus Christ, the restorer. Jesus Christ, the bloodline breaker. We begin to infuse the body of Christ. That is what we do. It means you've got to be willing to be rejected, persecuted, misunderstood. Why? Because of your revelation. You see, Satan is going to fight your revelation. One of the marks of an apostolic anointing is revelation. God assigns stewardship of messages to apostolic leaders to populate the earth with, to build the earth with. Why have we become awakened in the last 20 years to the reality of the prophetic and the apostolic because God has encountered some prophets and some apostles and some teachers and some evangelists and some pastors that would begin to speak in the public place what God said in the secret place. And they've infused their generation. But why do we have warfare? Because Satan always comes to steal the word. You see, the Bible says in Mark 4, 15, these are they by the wayside where the word is sown. But when they've heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. Satan does not come later. Satan comes immediately. Why do you get a prophetic word about breakthrough and then you leave the service and get a bad phone call? Because Satan comes immediately. Watch this now. He's not just coming to steal the word. He's not just coming to steal the experience. He's not just coming to steal the encounter. He's coming to steal your faith because Satan understands without faith you cannot please God. It takes faith to to please God. If you believe God, you're going to please God. If you please God, you're going to receive from God. So the warfare is over revelation. Apostolic builders, apostolic reformers, let me tell you that Satan hates your revelation. Satan hates the mysteries inside of you. Satan hates the wisdom inside of you. Satan hates the sermons inside of you. Satan hates the revelation inside of you. And you are not going into warfare just because of you. You are going into warfare because of your revelation. Immediately, Satan comes to steal the word. You see, institutions, organizations, networks, churches can be created from the heart of man. If you're talented enough, you can create something. But authentic reform is birthed in the heart of God. And intended to be released into the earth as a divine update to the operating systems of humanity. We are God's change agents. The word reform as a verb means to put or change into an improved form or condition. To amend or improve by change of form or removal of faults and abuses. There we get back to the prophets. Prophets hate injustice. Prophets will speak up. When no one else will. Prophets will cry aloud. 
Prophets will stand in the marketplace and cry out. Prophets will stand in the church and cry out. Prophets will stand up to racism and cry out. Prophets will stand up to you know, a political systems that bind people and cry out. Prophets will stand up to immoral uh, thought processes and practices and cry out. Prophets will stand up to institutions that bind people up and cry out. Prophets will stand in the midst of the church when the church is not moving in the right direction and cry out. That's why the devil hates you, prophets, because you carry in you a sound of reformation. You carry it on the inside of you. Thank you. I was looking for it. Keep it. We'll just keep it where I can see it if you would, please. God said to Jeremiah, don't be afraid of them. I'm with you to deliver you. And then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth. And the Lord said, behold, I put my words in your mouth. See, I've appointed you this day over the nations and over kingdoms to pluck up, to break down, to destroy, to overthrow, and to build and to plant four negative things before two positive. You can't build and plant if you don't pluck up. Deliverance, pluck up. Well, I don't believe God could use women to preach. You better get that plucked up out of you. I believe if you serve God, you have to be poor. You better get that plucked up out of you. Well, I just, I don't believe you could just prophesy because you have a prophetic presbytery and you're just telling people you're going to lay hands and prophesy. No, I don't believe. You better pluck that up out of you. Build and plant till you're willing to pluck some stuff up. The greatest garden of deception is not in your belly, it's not in your hands, not on your feet, it's in your mind. It has to be plucked up. Because you can't receive the move of God until your mind's removed. Quickly, let me give you seven ingredients of the kingdom reformation. We're going to be done. We're going to begin to impart, prophesy, pray for you. Number one is a strong apostolic spirit. I don't mean that you've got a certificate. There are crazy people that have certificates. And some of you are in this room that you say you're apostles, you don't stay nowhere for no time. You've had four different leaders in four years. I'm telling you the truth. I love you. I appreciate you. But how in the world can you lead people when you yourself can't be led? Well, I outgrew my leader. Well, they were mean to me. Maybe God allowed them to be mean to you to see, would you be able to obey an instruction when it didn't feel good? I don't know how God talks to you. Sometimes God says to me, Ryan, shut up. Don't talk like that. Don't say that. Don't do that. We have an epidemic of weak people calling themselves apostles. Well, I just, you know, Apostle Juanita, I know her father's church, and I saw her, and she didn't shake my hand. And now you've got a spirit of offense, but you're out preaching. I'm Apostle so-and-so. I'm a, no, 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 no. You need to go back to evangelist. You may be even elder, maybe even deacon here. I need you to come and hold my towel for me. I know some of you are upset with me, but you weren't going to give anything in the offering anyway, so it's all right. I had a young man call me 
He said, I'm leaving my leader. I said, I know your leader. Your leader's had five spiritual fathers in five years. He's confused. He's demonized. I have a word from the Lord for you. Run, 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 baby, run. But then I called him back and said, now we got to get your leader out of you because you're opportunistic like your leader. You're thinking like your leader. You're moving like your leader. We need to get healed in the house of God. So I wanted to clarify what I meant by a strong apostolic spirit. It means government. It means you send people. You've got a divine ability to send people into another trajectory of destiny. If you only have an ability to send yourself, you, ma'am, or you, sir, have not yet graduated into apostolicity. You've got to activate and send other people. One of the technologies of the apostolic is impartation. There's a divine ability to release something that shifts the trajectory of your life. The second ingredient of kingdom reformation is a mature and healthy prophetic community. Why? Because we need to corporately digest and discern the word of the Lord. We need to identify the opposition to a promise in a territory. We need to identify the word of the Lord over a territory. We need accurate diagnosis and insight. Some of us are banging Jezebel when we're really fighting Leviathan. We need accurate diagnosis. I bind you, Jezebel. I bind you. And Jezebel's not even there. It's a stiff-necked, prideful Leviathan spirit. We need diagnosis. Prophets are those that carry diagnosis. The third key of reformation, we need worship and intercession. In Isaiah, it said, the key of the house of David, I will lay upon his shoulder. What he shall open, none shall shut. What he shall shut, none shall open. That was speaking of apostolic and prophetic function. And it was saying there's a governmental realm of prayer and worship. We, I love uh, certain kinds of worship and certain spaces of worship. But I want to just interject and say, if the only form of worship you know is bridal room worship, where you lay in the floor for 10 hours, but you never get up and pray. You never get up and bind. You never get up and loose. Then you, my friend, are, are missing one of the key ingredients of government. There's a sound of government. There's a sound of authority. I, I just... Oh, I just feel the Lord here. There's a place for that. Sitting at the feet of Jesus, there's a place of intimacy, a bridal worship. But that is not the only posture of worship. Judah did not go out like this. Judah didn't go out like that. Israel would have still remained captive if Judah didn't have a sound. Judah had a sound. There's a sound of worship. There's a sound of praise. There's a sound where our spirit steps into a thing before our body does, before our mind does. There's a sound of victory. There's a sound of a clash in the heavenlies. And there is an intermingling of intercession and worship where we are governing the atmosphere. We are not just worshiping for ourselves. We are not just worshiping for our conference. We're releasing a sound over the United Kingdom. We're releasing a sound over London. We're releasing a sound over Ireland. We're releasing a sound over the nation. And we're announcing the King of Glory is marching in. And we are praying. And we are prophesying. And we are praising like we believe we've got authority. Because God laid the key of David on our shoulders.
What we open, no man shall shut. The fourth thing we need is a wineskin to host the move of God. I already talked about that. Apostolic leaders are movement directors. They direct how to facilitate the move of God. If God is moving over here, let's shift the schedule. Let's change this. Let's raise up this team. Oh, now, God is doing this. He's telling us to train and educate people. Let's start an online school. Now we have people wanting to come in person. Let's get a classroom where people can come in person. Okay, God is speaking to us. We need to go to the streets. Let's start training prophetic evangelists and send them to the streets. See, they move with God. And they create a facilitation, not only the apostles, but the gift of governments. We have a lot of people who think they're teachers and apostles, but they're gifts of governments. And it's confusing because governments have the same insight that apostles do, but they don't have the same supernatural power. So a lot of you that are very apostolic and you're thinking, and you can plan stuff out, but you're very dry spiritually. There's not a sound that comes out of you. Miracles don't happen. You, you, you're very smart and prolific, but there's not an authority. It's because you are a gift of governments. And you've been misdiagnosed as an apostle. And so you are a powerless apostle because you are not operating in the frequency of which God directed your life. Mm -mm. You are called to be governmental. And you are, because a gift of governments is an apostolic administrator. When the apostle gets a vision, it is governments that says, we're going to break it down here, 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 here. Do this, 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 that, that, that. And then helps comes in and begins to serve the vision as the gift of governments has helped to line it all out. So it is the apostolic and the governmental anointing that will host, that will create the wineskin. The fifth ingredient is teaching. Teaching is what sustains the move of God because you only sustain what you believe. You do not sustain what you only experience unless the experience changes what you believe. I had this issue because I was saved uh, and raised spiritually once I got saved in a movement that we believe you can only prophesy if the Spirit moved upon you. So if somebody came up and said, I want a prophetic word, we would immediately shut that down. So I, I was at a conference and I was sitting at the head table. I was on the board of this ministry in this region. And I was at the head table, and there was a woman from Christian International. Sweet little white woman from Christian International. And she said, how many of you are not going to be here tomorrow night? And half the people raised their hand. I said, that's so nice. She's going to greet them. And she said, then we're going to prophesy over all of you tonight. And immediately that religious spirit rose up, and I folded my arms. I don't believe in that. You can't prophesy at will. Well, that little woman caught a glimpse of me doing that, and she started walking towards me. I started saying, I bind it. You're not going to prophesy to me. I don't receive this. I don't want this. I was putting out mental, emotional, spiritual, uh, any sign like, please, please pick up on, I don't want you to prophesy to me. And she came over and read my mail from top to bottom. I had an experience, watch this, and then I had to change my theology. Experience that shifts your thinking will produce lasting change, but an experience without a shift in thinking will not bring change. So we need teaching to sustain the move of God. Fifthly, we need an apostolic company along with apostolic teams. Apostolic teams are fivefold strike forces that go in for a particular assignment. Apostolic companies are groups of believers that occupy a territory together. Apostolic churches and hubs and ministry centers are apostolic companies. 
We need apostolic teams, which means there's teachers on the team. And some prophets and evangelists will get mad at the teachers because God said, we just need to give people a word. The teacher said, no, no, we need to teach them the word. Pastor said, we just need to love and we just can love them enough. They'll get deliverance. And the teacher said, oh, no, they're not going to get deliverance until we root them in the word. I have a sermon on 10 steps to deliverance. And there's friction. And God uses the friction to sharpen our gifts. We need apostolic teams, apostolic companies. And lastly, we need a fresh flow of oil. There has to be the oil of the Lord in our midst. We need the oil of activation. We need the power of God flowing. He said in Psalms 133, it was like the oil flowing down upon the beard of Aaron all the way to his garments. Everything attached to him was blessed. It's the law of attachment. You will manifest what you are attached to. The Bible said in the book of Proverbs, don't make friendship with an angry man lest you learn his ways and become a snare to your soul. What you're attached to creates a yoke. God brought you to convocation because of attachment. And there's a flow that is being released over your life. Yeah, Lord, I feel it. I feel it today. Psalms 23, 5 said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. This anointing, this reformation is going to cause increase to hit your life. If your cup is full, that's good. But when your cup runs over, that means the table's getting wet. If your cup keeps running over, that means people's feet sitting around the table getting wet. That means your neighbor's getting wet. That means people around you are getting wet. And what the Spirit of the Lord is saying is he's saying, I'm bringing you to a place of increase that you are running over. We were having a service at our ministry, ATL Hub. My sister, Providence Sophia Ruffin, was preaching. And I was standing. I mostly stand when people are preaching because I get excited. And I was standing off the corner. And the Lord said to me, I want you to give her $5,000. I said, praise God. I'm going to make sure and tell the administrator, add that on to her honorarium. And the Spirit of the Lord said, I didn't tell you that I wanted the ministry to give her $5,000. I want you to give her $5,000. I said, devil, you're a liar. I'm up here just enjoying the word of the Lord. I couldn't shake it. I leaned over to my wife and said, babe, I think the Lord just spoke to me to give Sophia 5000 She said, the Lord just spoke to me as well. I said, go to her sister and get her personal cash app. The minute my wife went and did that, my phone vibrated. I forgot in my birthday, one of my spiritual daughters said, hey, I want to sow a particular seed for you. And she was $9,000 short. I think, is that right? Thumbs up. Let's say $9,000 short. And so I forgot about it. My birthday was many months before this. And my phone vibrates. And the other $9,000 from her seed just came through my PayPal 30 seconds after I just said, God, I'll give Sophia $5,000. About two days later, I'm sitting on my couch thinking about a preacher I haven't heard from in a while. And I don't know what's going on. I haven't heard from him forever. My phone vibrates. I pick up my phone. It's my PayPal. I look, that preacher I'm thinking about just sent me a $5,000 seed. In about 48 hours, $14,000 came from my $5,000 seed. My cup was running over. If your cup is full, you don't have enough. Not enough to abound. You have enough for you, and that's good, but not enough to abound. God wants your cup 
your cup, your cup to be run over. We were hosting a conference, and we were really struggling in these conferences financially. This was a number of years ago. We were just we were doing good to break even off of it. And so um, we got this guest speaker, this woman. She got up, and she received the offering, and she said, Lord told me that Ryan and I was partnering with another person at the conference. They're not supposed to struggle anymore in these conferences. And she raised this offering, and it just broke wide open the budget. And so after the conference, my wife and the other person I was hosting the conference with came. He said, what do you want to give so-and-so? There was two offerings that night, one for the speaker and the one she raised for us. I said, just give whatever you all feel. I'm tired. I don't care what you give. Just give. So I went back the next day and said to my wife, hey, what did we give so-and-so? She said, everything. I said, everything like her offering, right? Not the one she raised for us. She said, no, everything, both. I said, the devil is a liar. Did you not hear she was raising that offering for us? My wife said, babe, do you want a seed or a harvest? I said, I want a harvest. So we sowed it. That is the last conference we ever struggled to meet a budget. As God is my witness, we went to another level because God put his hand upon a seed. Part of the law of attachment is sowing. Paul taught us that when you receive from a source, you reciprocate financially. God is not after your money. God did not need my $5,000. God didn't need us to give that offering. God did, it was a test. God could have got that money. You need to understand this. God can do tonight whatever God wants to do. Whatever's in God's heart. If it's in God's heart to raise 10,000 pounds, he can do it tonight. If it's in God's heart to raise 100,000 pounds, he can do it tonight. The question is, will you be a part of God's miracle? That's the question. And it's the only question. Well, I don't want to do that. It's not about what you want to do. It's about what God wants to do through you and in you. If you're a reformer, you're a bloodline breaker. You're going to break your whole family out. Your, your seed is about your breakthrough. So I want you to posture your heart tonight and ask the Lord, Lord, what is the seed you're putting your hand on? Those of you online, I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what is the seed you're putting your hand on? Yeah. Let's pray. I felt the Lord right when I said that. I felt the Lord telling somebody. I'm not going to call for you to tell me, but I felt it in my heart. The Lord telling someone 5,000 pounds was the seed he was commanding from me. In fact, I've sent, that's why he had me tell that story. I sense there are at least 10 of you in the room that God is challenging you to give a 1,000 pound seed. There are many of you on Facebook or wherever this is being streamed. I don't know where this is streaming it. But the Lord is speaking to you. And I want to pray. We're going to have a tremendous impartation in a few moments. The Lord showed me people are going to be healed. People are going to receive the power and the presence of God. But we're going to sow first. We're going to sow first. There are many of you, the Lord is speaking to you about your ministry and business to give a $500 seed, a pound seed. Some of you say, I cannot give that, either of those. Some of you can give a 100-pound seed. Ask the Lord right now. Some of you are going to get a number different than anyone I've called out. Ask Him, Lord, I thank you right now for the Holy Spirit that is flowing in this room and online, speaking to the hearts of people about their next level in the next season. Some have flown here. Some have driven. They've come a great distance. Some are online from other nations. They've come a great distance to be a part of this. And I believe you want to shift the trajectory of their economy.
the Lord says, I'll give you one idea that will add a zero or several zeros onto your net worth. Holy Spirit, speak to your people right now. In the authority of the name of Jesus, ask them, eyes closed, eyes closed. Eyes closed, eyes closed. Those online, ask the Lord what he wants you to do. If you're in this building and you are one of those ten that say, I feel prompted, according to your, what you're saying, man of God, I feel prompted to be one of those ones to sow a thousand pounds. Put your hand up. I feel like there's ten of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You say, I can't do that, but I feel I can sow 500 pounds. Put your hand up. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's not going to me. It's going into this gathering, this conference. Those of you online, I can't see your response, but the Lord is with you. If you say, I can't do either of those, but I'll do 100 pounds. I feel to do that. Put your hand up. Thank you. God gave you a different number or you have a different level of ability to sow. Put your hand up. We are going to give what God told us. Now, Father, I thank you that as we sow tonight, you're going to cause men to give into our bosom good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over in the authority of the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Let's serve the people, workers and ministers. If you're online, there are a number of digital ways you can give PayPal, Cash App in the UK, or Cash App in the US. If you're in the building, you want to give digitally, just scan those QR codes. Can they give cash or any other way, or is that it? If you have a cash offering, prepare it and put it on the altar as soon as you have it ready. Ushers and, and workers, if there's anything you need to give to the people, do y'all do envelopes or no? No? Okay. Just prepare your seed right now. Come on, quickly, let's sow this. Musicians, will you minister to us? Just sow this right now. Just release this seed right now. Those that are sowing 1,000, those that are sowing 500, those that are sowing 100, those that are sowing 5,000, those that are sowing 25, those that are sowing 5, just release that seed. The cash app information is on the screen. Get your phone out. If you want to give cash, prepare your cash offering, come put it. Thank you. Bring this. Come put it in the baskets as we minister to the Lord these next few moments. Then we're going to begin to pray. bring your offerings to the Lord. If you're giving digitally, go ahead and do that now. Come on, just so just release your seed. Father, I thank you. I thank you that the heavens are open right now. I thank you that as we are sowing in, in person and online, the heavens are being open right now. Come on, the Lord spoke to me, and the Lord said there's a Zebulun anointing coming upon the people in 2023. Some of you that have never been in business before, you're going to begin to move in business. Some of you that have been in business, you're going to go to another level. Some of you are going to break from six figures to seven figures. I declare it in the name of Jesus. Some of your ministries are going to go to another level. 
another dimension. So, Father, I thank you as we're releasing our seed now. I thank you that the anointing of the Spirit of God is beginning to blow right now. Come on. I thank you, oh God, that the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord is beginning to blow in this place. Santanamante. The Lord said, I'm turning up the ground. I'm tilling the ground. I'm breaking up the hard ground. I'm breaking up the fallow ground. I'm breaking up the ground that they said they'd never move in my spirit. I'm breaking it up, says the Lord, for yes, I'm loosing reformation upon your life. Yes, I'm loosing reformation upon your ministry. Yes, I'm loosing reformation upon your family. Yes, I'm loosing reformation upon everything attached to you, says the Lord. Father, I thank you for it. Can I get someone to just throw your head back and begin to speak in tongues right now? Come on, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Just flow with me. Go ahead, begin to sing. Father, we thank you for the wind of your spirit. Come on. Come on, release your spirit. Begin to blow, just stand up, woman of God. The Lord said, I'm healing your lower back. The Spirit of the Lord said, I'm healing your lower back. The Lord said, you'll not have pain there anymore. My anointing, my glory, my power is coming on you now. We're going to lift your hands up to measure Grow out now in Jesus' name. Release Be healed. Release your spirit, God. Release your spirit. Release your spirit. I want to pray for you, Juanita. I hear the Spirit of the Lord say, there's another level of prophetic fluency that's coming to you. God said you're going to begin to move in another level of prophetic fluency. He said that prophetic is going to flow out of you so strong in this hour, it'll shock you. The Lord said you're going to see things in a way you've never seen things before. But the Lord said, daughter, I have need of your voice. The Lord said, daughter, prophesy, 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 prophesy. Father, I loose the prophetic anointing. Yeah, bye, 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 bye. Oh, yes. The Lord said, I've opened your eyes to see regions, to see territories, to see people groups. The Lord said, don't be shocked and surprised when I begin to take you up into heavens and show you things about territories and peoples. Lord said, daughter, I have a teaching ministry inside of you. The Lord said, you're going to teach and disciple. You're going to train and mentor. The Lord said, it seems almost like you've been in a season personally, a quiet season. The Lord said, it's been a healing season. It's been a season of drinking from the still waters. The Lord said, I'm going to bring you forth in the latter part of 2023 with a fresh revelation of intimacy. You're going to teach people 
about the intimate places of fellowship with me because it's where you've lived. It's where you've sustained. It's where you've breathed. It's where you've built. Is that place of intimacy. And the Lord said, you're going to overflow. You're going to overflow, God. And people will be healed. And people will be delivered. And people will be blessed as you minister from that place of intimacy. Father, I thank you for an elevated function in the teaching grace and anointing. It's happening now in this room. There's five people online that back pain is being healed. The Lord said, you and I have that back pain. We lose the healing power of God online. Come here, Christian Bianca. Father, I thank you for Germany. I thank you for the anointing that's upon their life. I thank you, Lord, as I lay my hands on them. I ask you for another level, another dimension in the authority of the name of Jesus. The Lord said, he's not finished. Yes, there's been some setbacks. But God said, I'm reloading you now. I'm reloading you now. The Lord said, there's going to be powerful miracles that happen. When you lay hands upon the sick, they're going to recover. Stay there, but quiet. Deep calls on Woman of God, I see the Spirit of God doing something in your physical body. I see the Spirit of God strengthening you. Particularly, I see the Spirit of God going into your heart. I see the Spirit of God bringing such a strength there that it's literally extending your life. And God said, because of the powerful intercession mantle and mandate that's on your life, the enemy would love to disrupt that. But God said, I have strengthened you and sustained you. And I'm bringing you forth with more strength and more sustaining. And the Lord said, your heart is being touched by the power and the anointing of God. God said, there will not be anything that disrupts your life prematurely. There will not be any irregularity of beating. There will not be any irregularity of rhythm. But God said, with perfection, I will sustain you because my anointing and my power is upon you. Father, I thank you for your power upon this woman of God. Healing rivers flow right now. Right now. Healing rivers begin to flow right now. Deep calls on to deep. Deep calls on to deep. 
begin to flow now. Flow, Holy Spirit. Healing rivers. Healing rivers. Healing rivers begin to flow. Healing rivers. Healing rivers. We release the healing anointing in this room right now. We release the healing anointing online right now. Father, we thank you for the power of your spirit moving now. I believe there's three people in this room, and there may be many online, but there's three in this room that you have partial deafness or total deafness in one ear. The Lord told me he's going to heal you. I've asked Prophet Otis and Prophet Kelton to help me with this part. There's three of you, and I, if that's you, you can't hear out of an ear partially or totally. I want you to come quickly. I believe there's a minimum of three of you. I sense that strongly. There's three of you. God wants to restore your hearing. God wants to restore your hearing. I don't care if it's total. Just stand right there. I don't care if it's partial. Say, hey, I can't hear whispers. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Come on, people of God, how many believe there's going to be a miracle in this room? Yeah. Keep them here, but something's happening with that lady. Bring her right here. Quick, can you just bring her? Come with her. Come on, come. Quickly, quickly, quickly. The Lord said the trauma is breaking off of you. Come on. Bring her, bring her, bring her. Yeah, thank you. Go now in Jesus' name. Trauma, go. I pluck up. Every tormenting spirit, I command you, go from her in Jesus' name. Let her go. Let her go. Loose her. Loose the peace of God. Father, I thank you for the power of God. We command every deaf and dumb spirit to come out in Jesus' name. We command these ears to open. Lord, we ask you for a creative miracle. I want all the people of God online in the room to begin to pray. Otis and Kelly, go ahead. Father, we thank you for the power of God. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Yeah. We release the anointing of God.
notice what was wrong. She couldn't hear out of the left side of her ear. And um, I went back and I went back and I went back and yeah, now she can I want to see it again. So you couldn't hear out of that ear. Okay, so close the other ear and just, I want you to see if you can hear him. Her eyes are closed. Come on, she's hearing him, saints. Give the Lord a praise. Father, we bless you. Healing rivers flow. 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 release your healing power. I command arthritis to go. I command uh, pain and infirmity and affliction to go. Inflammation to go. Fibromyalgia to go. Uh, pain in the wrist to go. Pain in the knee to go. Pain in the back to go. I command cataracts to go. I command tumors to go. I command lumps to go. I command growths to go. Father, we release your healing rivers. If you have pain anywhere in your body, I want you to put your hand on the place where there's pain. Father, I thank you for the power of God right now flowing. The power of God flowing. I felt someone's lower back just get touched by the power of God. I felt somebody else's right knee behind the knee actually get touched by the power of God. Father, I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. Be healed. Be healed. Be healed. I felt someone's right shoulder just get healed. I felt someone's left elbow get healed. I felt somebody that you, you fell down some stairs and your lower back has had pain in the middle of it ever since. God said, I'm healing it right now. I felt someone else, then the doctor said, well, you've got arthritis. There's nothing we can do. The Lord shows me he's healing your bones right now. The deterioration of the bones are being healed right now. In Jesus' name, somebody's meniscus in their knee is being healed right now. A bulging disc is being healed right now. Migraine headaches are being healed right now. Nasal sinus cavity pain is being healed right now. Spotty vision is being healed right now. Father, I thank you for the power of the Spirit of God. Begin to flow right now. Just receive it while your hand is on that part of your body. Receive it. There's no distance in the Spirit at home or in the Spirit. I loose the healing anointing. Be healed now. Be healed now. Be healed now. Be healed now. There he goes. There he goes. Be healed now. Someone's jaw, you have pain in your jaw to be healed right now. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In the authority of the name of Jesus, be healed right now. I'm going to count to three. I want you to check yourself. If, if it hurt to move or bend, I want you to check yourself. One. Two. Someone's neck just got healed. Three. Try to move, try to do something you couldn't do without pain. I realize some things are internal, but those that are pain-related, try to do what you could not do. Come on, Father, we thank you for the power of God. Now, if you're in this section and you say, hey, when I moved, I had less pain, wave at me in this section right here. Praise God. What about no pain? Did anybody say, I have no pain now after the prayer? You have less pain, though. 
this section, anyone have less pain than before we pray? Less? Anyone did the pain leave altogether? Yeah? Where did you have pain, brother? Your neck? How long? A few weeks. What about the lady back there? Your lower back? And it left you. Come on, give God glory for that. Give God glory for that. What about this section right here? Anybody have less pain or no pain? Wave at me. Come on, the lady in the white, where did you have pain? Show me what you couldn't do without pain before. Come on, look at Jesus. It's going to get stronger and stronger. It's going to get stronger and stronger. The Spirit of the Lord says the intercession anointing is about to hit your belly. The Lord said, I've called you to intercession. The Lord said, I've called you to fiery prayer. The Lord said, I've called you to travail. I've called you to the groan of the Spirit. The Lord said, I'm loosening another level of the groan. Remande de Rebo Shaya Kakando. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, Baba. Yeah, Lord said, take it, take it. Oh, we thank your Holy Ghost. 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 God, time, time, go, stop, receive it, receive it, receive his power, receive his power. Lord said oppression won't stay, fear won't stay. Come on, begin to pray, begin to pray. Father, we want your anointing, come here. We want your anointing, receive it now. We want your anointing, we want your anointing, we want your anointing. We receive the anointing of the Holy Ghost, receive it now. Receive it now. I feel something falling on you right now. Receive it now. Yeah, yeah. Take it. Oh, come on, I feel it. Take it. Lord said there's a fire burning you. Receive it, receive it, receive it. Receive it, receive it. Oh, the Lord said these mind battles be broken. These mind battles be broken. These mind battles are healing. Lord said, prophesy. The Lord said, it stops with you. Yes, you're a black man pregnant. Yes, you're a black man pregnant. Come on, musicians. Let's go up. 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 Let's dance. Let's dance. That's it, that's it, there it goes. Something's breaking in the room now. It's breaking, come on, Minstos. Come on, Psalmist. Break, break, break. 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 Wide open. Come here, David said. God said, catch that mantle for revival, not only for violence, but nation, nation, nation. 
generation. And a generation. Download from heaven. Mysteries from heaven. We release the fresh oil of God. Lord said, son, I'm giving you a passion for my presence like never before. You'll be known as John the Beloved, one who dwell in my presence. One who valued my presence more than others. The fiery trials have come to teach you the value of my over ministries now. Fresh prophetic oil. Fresh wind of momentum. Fresh wind of increase. Fresh oil of harvest. In the name of Jesus, preachers preach. Prophets prophesy. Evangelists preach. Teachers teach. Apostles build. Pastors feed. Intercessors pray. Minstrels flow. Psalmists prophesy. Flow, 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 flow. We loose the anointing on you now. Fresh wind, fresh oil, 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 fresh wind. Fresh oil, fresh wind, 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 fresh oil, fresh wind. Fresh oil, fresh wind, 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 fresh oil, fresh wind. I want you to stretch your hands towards Dr. O, the man of God. We're going to pray for him, and I called you two young prophets to help prophesy. So, Father, I'll start, then y'all prophesy, then we'll, I'll lay hands on you and pray. Father, I thank you for this man of God. The Lord said this would be a year of governmental authority. The Lord said, Son, I will raise you as a master instructor to the nations of the world. The Lord said, I will give you a premier institute far beyond what you've seen and known in times past. The Lord said your influence will reach even the remote regions. The Lord said you will be a pioneer of this next move of kingdom advancement. The Lord said you have the ability to move even 
in and out of different streams that you've never moved in and out of before. And Lord, so I'm going to cause strategic kingdom alliances and alignments to form. And you will have a, a handful of those that will be a part of the catalyst of your next level, of your next phase of ministry momentum, says the Lord. It will not just be limited. It will be very potent in the borders of the Brook Place, but it won't be limited there. Your voice will go beyond even the structure you're building because the Lord said, I'm using you as an apostolic hammer and a prophetic fire into the nations, but I'm going to use you to ground people and to balance people. And the Lord said, you will be one that trains thousands upon thousands of students around the world, and you will release cutting-edge prophets. You release many other gifts, but that'll be the dominant thing. I've called you to be a father of prophets and prophetic people around the nation of the world. Yes, you will have company of apostles, and yes, you'll have pastors, and yes, you'll have teachers, and yes, you'll have evangelists. But the primary and dominant thing that will be known for those attached to your mantle is that you are a father of a new and emerging prophetic movement that would arise to meet the needs of this generation, says the Spirit of God. I'll give you great favor. I'll give you great influence. The Lord said, I'm going to begin to draw people that understand technology to you. And they'll begin to build out the technological side of what I'm speaking to you in this secret place, saith the Spirit of God. And though it will be an overwhelming project, it will be done with supernatural momentum and ease. I heard the Lord, Spirit of the Lord say, in this season, I see invitations coming from all over. But the Lord says, walk carefully. Because it's going to get to a place where you could go everywhere some, once a week, twice a week. But the Lord says, be careful what doors you walk through. And I see the Lord literally giving you prophetic instructions before the invitation comes. I see you sitting at your desk and sitting in your home, and you all of a sudden you'll see yourself in Australia. You'll see yourself there before the invitation comes. Lord says, be careful to walk through those doors. Lord says, I'm going to show you and highlight what doors you're supposed to walk through. And the Lord says, in this season, even some of the things when you were first brought into the call, the things that he showed you, glimpses of the future, you're getting ready to walk into it. And the Lord says, I'm building a family around you that can handle the weight of the call that can handle the weight of the call and many people will say he surely does have an apostolic team and a prophetic family because they guard him and upheld him and the Lord says get ready for strange visitations I know you don't sleep much but I see the Lord literally rolling into your home and almost like this weighty glory coming in and the Lord says, I'm increasing my glory on you even for this season. And that's why even some of these things have been bubbling up in the inside of you, even in studying. The Lord says, there's a, there's a, there's a weight of glory that's coming upon you because it's because this glory is for the nations this glory goes beyond this glory is the kind of glory when you begin to speak people begin to get healed the Lord says get ready because strange visitations unusual visitations with my glory unusual you'll just be you'll just be in your house and all of a sudden shoo, 
the Spirit of the Lord says, get ready for movement. I see kings in Africa going to call for your name. And I had a dream about you last night. And in this dream, there was kings that was calling from you from Africa. And they was asking for the word of the Lord. And it's like he was typing up the word of the Lord. But they wanted your stamp, your signature on the word of the Lord. And the Lord is strengthening the, the, your voice in this season. But not just your, your prophetic voice, but even your voice as a father. And the Lord says, you're going to have more sons, not just in the UK, but in the USA, in Europe, in Africa. The Lord is stretching your capacity in this season. And the Lord says, son, do not worry about what you have not got around you right now, but watch and see what I will do, for I will open doors that no man can close, says the Spirit of God. And the Lord says, son, watch how I even move you to certain regions that you know I've spoken to you about. The Lord says, get ready for jewel. I hear the word jewel, jewel, jewel. Jewel, jewel, jewel. Get ready for jewel citizenship, I hear the Lord saying. But the Lord's going to move you into spaces and spheres that you've longed for. But the journey is just about to begin for you, says the Spirit of the Lord. So, Father, we stretch our right hand towards this man of God, my spiritual son, his wife, Pastor Triumph, their team, everybody attached to them. And we release a fresh anointing over him. The Lord said, I'm going to release an anointing to build like no other. We loose that oil now in Jesus. flowing here. We thank you for that anointing flowing every, every person over Pastor Dabo, over Apostle Phil, over Apostle Davidson, over Bishop Keith, over Prophet Timothy, over Apostle Toby, over every person in this room, oh Lord. I thank you for these men and women of Can we just stay there for a moment of consecration?